Okay, hello, hello everybody. Welcome, welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host Robert Butler. Hello. Uh, looks like we got a really good picture there on the uh, Periscope app. Everybody, I want to move that just a little bit over. Make sure we got our logo in there. Thank you, Periscope Twitter. Good to see you guys. A lot of my regulars are coming up here. On uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, when I start co- talking about coaches and everything, I notice names start to pop up there. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. Going to talk about last week's games, three and one, and uh, last week's uh, predictions in the NFL Wild Card Weekend, calling for the uh, Tennessee upset over the New England Patriots there. With the running game, also thought that the road team win Seattle, get that W. Uh, thought that uh, Houston would battle back. Go back and listen to the tape uh, of the uh, Saturday's program of those predictions. But first, I want to get into the biggest story I think in America today, and this that is uh, talking about America's team has got a new coach. Uh, believe it or not, it is one of the most popular team if not the most popular team in NFL. I don't care if they haven't won a Super Bowl since 1995. And, yes, I'm talking about the Dallas Cowboys hiring of Mike McCarthy. Uh, biggest story today, reading this off of Pro Football Talk, uh, Mike Florio says college coaches um, – actually, he's talking about uh, Jerry Jones. College coaches coming directly – into the NFL head coach have the lowest percentage rate of success as opposed to coming from coordinators, Jones says. You have to pay a price. Remember, the big thing was, is he going to hire Urban Meyer, Lincoln Riley? Uh, I made um, made the point that maybe he should go after the Florida coach, former uh, head coach of um, – uh, former assistant of Urban Meyer, and I'm drawing blanks right now the head coach of the uh, Florida Gators there. Uh, but obviously he did not go that direction. Went with Mike McCarthy, the Green Bay coach. I will say this. A lot of people talked about this Green Bay, uh, you know, the failures of Mike McCarthy rather than the successes. And I was reading through this article yeah, he was seven and three against the Cowboys, head up, uh, beating Jason Garrett in the divisional round and playoffs. And, and you know, Mike Florio, and I will give Mike some credit where it's due. Sometimes he talks about former general manager Ted Thompson gave uh, Mike McCarthy very little help. Guys, I followed that Green Bay team during their uh, time with uh, with Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy. And I want to say this. You know how many free agents they had on that team that were superstars? Do you really guys really want to know how many, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, those free agents were uh, one. Uh, Charles Woodson, who was 34 years old, did not really want to go to Green Bay at the time. That's his words. That's not me making that up and talking about Green Bay. All their, I looked through that 2010 Green Bay Super Bowl roster, and they had, they had, uh, it was all drafted by Green Bay, drafted by uh, Clay Matthews, uh, Greg Jennings, uh, running back named Brendan. I'm talking about the 2010 team. 
Brandon Jackson, a young upcoming Greg Jennings, um, obviously Aaron Rodgers. But this team um, under Mike McCarthy did not have that kind of talent. And here, let me tell you something. The Dallas Cowboys, and this is what Mike, uh, uh, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, pointed out, and I want to give him credit for that. And I wouldn't want to second it. Jerry Jones will get any free agent possible. Uh, he will pay the money. He will adjust the salary cap. Uh, a lot of people is not saying this guy went to, I want to say, nine out of 12 years they were in the playoffs. And, you know, this whole Jerry Jones coaching the team, that is, I said this before, it's overblown. Uh, people want to talk about, I know Troy Aitman had a big write-up, New England fan here. I hear Brady might be heading to Dallas. Uh, yeah, I heard something about that. I don't know uh, how much he would work there. Would you take uh, uh, Tom Brady uh, over a guy like that, Prescott? Well, yeah, I would. You know, I mean, you got the running game. You got, uh, by the way, Mike, what was his name, Mike Nolan? Is it Mike Nolan? Yeah, yeah. They hired Mike. Uh, yeah, Mike Nolan, very solid defensive coordinator. Uh, somebody who has familiarity with Mike McCarthy. So you're going to have a good defensive coordinator there, Mike Nolan, and kind of a push from Rob Marinelli. Remember, it has to it has to go by. Does this guy gel with the head coach? If Brady went there, yeah, I would. Because here, here here's here's my here's my selling point. Before I sign on the dotted line, if I'm Mike McCarthy, if I'm Mike McCarthy, I, I tell Jerry Jones, listen, I'll sign here if I get free reigns and make a decision on Dak Prescott. Maybe that was made beforehand. I don't whether A, want to sign him, I believe in, in him, or B, I want to get rid of him and bring in a free agent, uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady ha has made it clear he wants to play next year, everybody. He does not want to retire. His house is for sale. His uh, trainer's house is for sale, and he continues to say he wants to play until he's 45 years old. He's 43 years old. That's two more years. He's in a top-notch shape of his life for any 43-year-old with that TV 12 thing. Uh, I made the case, I was talking about the other day, possibly him coming to Tennessee, even with Ryan Tannehill playing the way he is. You've only got 11-game sample size of Ryan Tannehill. You have a uh, coaching staff, very familiar with Tom Brady. Uh, you have a uh, you have a, a, the general manager there. You have the offensive line. You have the running game, best running game in the NFL, according to this year. Uh, receiving core, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis. They could go out and get another tight end. Tennessee has money under the cap. Same thing with uh, the Colts, but Tennessee would be a better fit there and go out and draft another quarterback between this year and next year. That's food for thought for Tennessee. You want to say same thing, Dak Prescott? You open up Dak Prescott's salary. Uh, look at Dallas's roster compared to the New England roster. I was going to talk about the games later on. I hope my friend from New England's still there. Doesn't this New England team remind you of the team that blowed that 21-3 league in 2006 at Indianapolis Colts in the AFC Championship game? A lot of drop balls. Deion Branch was past his prime. No real big playmakers. What they do the next year? They got Wes Welker and Randy Moss, 18-0. Should have won the Super Bowl that year. A uh, few big catches by the Giants later. The rest is history. But they were the greatest offense in New England Patriot history and one of the greatest offenses 
in the history of the NFL. Could they possibly do that and Brady stay in uh, New England? Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, uh, so I think all that is interesting. But listen, let, let, let me hit this home. I think people are underselling Mike McCarthy. Sorry, guys. I'm, uh, something's up on my thing. Okay, here we go. I think people are really underselling Mike McCarthy. I don't know what is up with this. Do you want to in your book? No. Okay. Sorry, guys. I'm having a little bit of issue here. Okay. I don't know. As long as you guys can see me, I'm good. But um, like I said, this guy winning record in Green Bay. Things got a little stale. Now remember the um, this Green Bay Packer team did not have any players until this past year. Let's see if I can fix this screen, y'all. I'm sorry. Okay, there it goes. Amen. All right. Uh, if you look at before the free agent signings, the defensive ends that they signed, they had to build their cornerbacks out of the uh, draft there. That was mainly – I looked at the roster where they won the Super Bowl. Remember they went 15-1 and the very next year, 2010-2011. That was all through the draft. Had to hit home runs. That's not going to be the case in Dallas. Dallas can go out and get big free agents. Dallas has big-name players already re-signed. Running back, Lyle Collins, and left tackle. Uh, Tyron Smith is under a few more years' contract. Uh, who is it? Jalen Smith, linebacker. Still have that other linebacker. What is it? Vandergash, the linebacker there. Uh, still have him on a rookie contract. So this Dallas team is being way undersold. I know a lot of the critics – a lot of people wanted to go. Colin Coward called it a safe hire. Troy Aikman still blaming Jerry Jones for stuff back in the day. I think that is a, a 10 or 15-year-old argument. Uh, and I'm not a Dallas fan. I'm just a straight shooter. I just call it like I see it. Peter King of Sports Illustrated said that, um, uh, that Dallas, uh, the reports are from, from guys like Bill Parcells and other former coaches there, they didn't really have a big issue with Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones had an issue with his son on the draft, Paxton Lynch. They took another player and passed on Paxton Lynch and later took uh, Dak Prescott. So he's coming. Only thing Jerry Jones wants to do, he wants to have his uh, he wants to have his face on the team. This is not an Al Davis situation where he's calling uh, plays and wanting to call audibles. This is not the situation. This is not from what I heard. I think Troy Aikman. Sounds like he's got an axe to grind. I think he's kind of living in the past. Uh, if I, if, you know, I'm all about throwing Dallas under the bus if necessary. But I think in this particular case, I, I just don't think that's the case. You know, um, Super Bowl bust. I would say uh, next year you got to get deep in the playoffs if you're Mike McCarthy, or the critics are going to come out strong. I'm thinking NFC East division title. Um, divisional uh, game or uh, uh, NFC championship game, minimum. I'm sorry. That's the bar. Remember when the new manager took over? Was it 2004 for the Boston Red Sox? The uh, only thing we're asking for you to do, win the World Series. what they do? They won the World Series. I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas didn't make the Super Bowl next year. Seriously, guys. Uh, Mike Nolan, very solid defensive coordinator. Uh, Mike McCarthy, Remember, he worked three years with, with, with Aaron Rodgers, built this team strictly through the draft. Again, only free agent they had was, was, was a 34-year-old Charles Woodson. 
Other than that, they didn't have any big name free agencies. Everything was in Green Bay. That won't be the case if they need to add another receiver. Go out and get a Julio Jones, somebody like that. You think Jerry Jones is going to, at 80 years old, is going to hesitate? No. He's going to make the proper adjustments and go out and get those players. So that is my case. Uh, I think it is a really good hire, uh, preferably, uh, you know, maybe Urban Meyer, somebody like that, or one of his assistants, like I said, former uh, head coach of the uh, Mississippi State where Dak Prescott played college. I wouldn't mind taking him. He's the former. Uh, he's the current coach of University of Florida. Still can't remember his name, but you guys know who I'm talking about there. Uh, but this this is a really good hire here. This is a secure hire. Remember, Mike McCarthy had multiple offers. I thought he would be a better fit in Cleveland, uh, the Giants. So Jerry Jones must have told him something that he really wanted to hear. So that is my thoughts there. Let's see. Getting in, I'm going to come back to the coaching thing. Since that was an actual hire, everybody, I'm going to go into the uh, the wildcard weekend, go into my prediction of why I thought that what would happen. That was from Saturday's program. And then I'm going to come back to the other coaching hires, uh, Jim Schwartz, uh, being interviewed, Josh McDaniels. These guys are not very – Sexy candidates. I'm sorry not to sound like a pessimist, but I'm just not really turned on by that. I'll get into those names in a little bit. Wade Phillips firing, a predictable firing that I said, and uh, the other news going in the wild world of sports. But I want to get into somebody mentioned New England. I wanted to get into my breakdown. Here's my take from Saturday's program on why I thought Tennessee would beat New England. Listen up. They go up there and beat New England. So I'm looking at this team today, Tennessee, uh, former uh, former linebacker, uh, uh, three Super Bowls. I did not know that uh, Mike Vrabel played on three Super Bowls. I thought he only played on one or two. Uh, played there eight or nine years, several years with, the, with this team. So I look at it, and the last time they played Tennessee, everybody, beat New England 34-10. Now, that was November of last year. I look at that, and I think, okay, uh, a lot of people haven't mentioned the fact that Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill played with Miami for several years. So he has played he – he's got a good look at these, these, these defenses for the Patriots, and uh, there's going to be a lot of familiarity there. You've got a lot of former players there, Deion Lewis, Logan Ryan. Those guys are going to be there for the Patriots uh, with Tennessee today with, uh, obviously, John Robertson and Mike Rabel and those guys. So this is a very good opportunity for Tennessee to win this game. I'm calling for them to win the game 24-21. What does New England struggle against teams with a very good running game? Baltimore beat them. Cleveland gave them a lot of trouble, even though – And, of course, Tennessee had uh, Derrick Henry. I'm back live now. Uh, almost 200 yards. He had way better, better, better game than I thought he would. You add that in, uh, like I said earlier, with the lack of deep threat issues, you could see Brady's frustration on the sideline. He really wanted to keep Antonio Brown. He wanted to keep Josh Gordon. Those are two different issues. If they have those guys, New England is advancing, not Tennessee. I'm, I'm, I'm broadcasting out of Nashville, Tennessee. That's just the truth. Plus, their kicker was out. They're lucky to have been there. 
extremely well coached. Just came up a little bit short. But, uh, yeah, uh, the familiarity, Mike Vrabel pulling one of Bill Belichick's stunts on Bill Belichick with the clock stoppage. I don't know if you guys saw that, where he's calling all these, uh, letting the clock run out, uh, getting the delay of game. Then the other team, uh, just going back and forth with that and how many penalties he can get without the clock uh, restarting again, running the clock down. And uh, really annoying Bill Belichick, of course, I found out later, he learned that trick from Bill Belichick. So using his own uh, medicine against him, same thing last week with Brian Flores on an awful Miami team getting it together. Veteran quarterback, Brian Fitzpatrick, in a must-win game. They go up there and beat them with that Miami talent. I, ha- I had a lot of confidence that Tennessee would be able to duplicate duplicate that in this particular week. Um, so that is all I have to say about that. Like I said, Tom Brady, my guess is he's going to leave New England. Uh, only only thing that I can think of for him to I do not think he's going to retire. Uh, the option here would be Bill Belichick tell uh, bring in uh, some big-name free agency, make a trade for a Julio Jones, A.J. Green, somebody like that, somebody in their 30s that from a team that's not really going anywhere particular team like the Cincinnati Bengals, someone like that, um, make some big trades, make a big play, kind of like with Randy Moss and Wes Welker going into the 2007 season. Obviously, the issue was there's just not enough playmakers. Uh, Julian Edmond uh, showed his age, showed his injury issue, um, not very many catches. Didn't really look open, if you ask me, in that particular game. Okay, recapping, recapping. Okay, Buffalo predicted that one. Figure Buffalo and Josh Allen get off to a really good start, and Deshaun Watson will settle down and will this team back. Almost predicted that one to the T. Thought that uh, Houston would win that game. I will say this. Uh, Buffalo fans, you should have a lot to be proud of with Josh Allen's play last week. Uh, he got a little greedy. You got to admit this. In the fourth quarter, had two wide open uh, plays underneath. Went for pay dirt twice there. Uh, and you could tell by the look on his face, the upsetness. He blew that game. He's way overconfident. I'd rather have a quarterback that's overconfident than underconfident. I like the coach in there. Uh, their defense got much better, much better against the run down the stretch. This Buffalo Bills team. The future's wide open for these guys. As far as Houston, they seem like a team that just got a bunch of tricks up their sleeve, uh, mainly being uh, Deshaun Watson. I did want to note, again, some of you older football fans, remember the late, great Steve McNair in the 90s um, into the early 2000s. That's who he reminds me of, uh, almost going down, making the big plays down the field getting the proper rushing yards, willing his team. Kind of reminded me of the Super Bowl performance. Tennessee came down uh, 16-0 to tie the game in the 1999 Super Bowl against the Rams, ultimately to come up short. A little bit more offensive uh, efficiency with this Houston team as a coaching staff. Steve Manair, remember, had to work under uh, Jeff Fisher. So that's my observation of that particular game. The future's wide open. I think they're going to give. Uh, I think they'll give um, Kansas City a game. 
in the fourth quarter, but I think Kansas City will ultimately win that game. Remember, they beat Kansas City earlier this year. Kansas City coming off a bye week, much more stronger. I want to say that uh, uh, Tariq Hill did not play in that game, so keep that in mind. Uh, Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia, Seattle, kind of saw that going the way it was. Uh, Seattle's fronts too much for Philadelphia. Of course, Carson Wentz got knocked out of the game. Uh, breakout game for, uh, T, was it, uh, DK Metcalf. Speaking of Philadelphia, did anybody see the, uh, uh news out of Cleveland that Jim Schwartz, is going to interview for the Cleveland Browns job. Now, remember, Jim Schwartz, a former defensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, obviously, he was a head coach of Detroit, Buffalo. He was a defensive coordinator there for a year. Uh, kind of reminds me kind of reminds me of, uh, oh, God, I can't remember the other uh, defensive coordinator for the Titans. Basically, the guy that was the interim head coach, for Cleveland in 2018. He also used to be the uh, coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. But Jim Schwartz, 29-51 and 51 in Detroit, uh, 33 points in the last Super Bowl, plays way too much zone defense. Also said to have undermined and um, – oh, God, what is this head coach's name? Doug Peterson in Philadelphia – Cleveland Brown fans, you can do better than Jim Schwartz. I'm sorry. Uh, nothing personal against this guy. He's 29 and 51 as a head coach. He was a Buffalo defensive coordinator for one year. They played Detroit the next year. Uh, Buffalo beats Detroit at Buffalo. He asked the team to take him off the field. He's very petty, very immature. Remember, he almost had that fight with uh, Jim Harbaugh when he was a coach for the 49ers for shaking his hand too strong. Uh, has control issues, only went to the postseason one time with Megatron, Matt Stafford, and his supposed defense dominated uh, by Adama Sue. Not a very good head coach, not the greatest defensive coordinator in the world. Why is this guy even getting interviews? Uh, this team, uh, DK Metcalf, oh, uh, what's it, 125 yards. They gave up 33 points in their only Super Bowl win. They have holes in their defense. They give up big leads. They give up big plays. Uh, the defense mainly relies on one guy, uh, a couple of defensive linemen there, and Flexer Cox and Derek Barnett, those guys. I know you want to talk about their injuries in the secondary. It's mainly his, his zone. He plays way too much zone. And quite frankly, I mean, 29-51 and 51 as a head coach. Cleveland, I know you're Cleveland. I know that uh, the, the owners want to do the the, the, uh, the interview process with the head coach and everything. I know that doesn't look good. I've said on my Facebook page and everything, you're putting the cart before the horse. But trust me, Brown fans, you guys can do better than Jim Schwartz. Okay? Let me change out my um, – okay. But like I said, Jim Schwartz, you can do better than him. You can do better than Josh McDaniels. That's the other coach that names keep popping up. McDaniels set the interview for Cleveland, New York Giants, Carolina. Another guy, maturity issues. Uh, very young head coach, got hired for Denver. Complete failure there. Ran off the quarterback, Jay Cutler. Uh, he was an offensive coordinator for one year in 2014 with the uh, St. Louis Rams. 
They were 32nd in points that year. This guy has only worked with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. He is kind of leaning on them. Remember last year he backed out at the last minute of the Indianapolis coach job. The opportunity with all that salary cap money to work with Andrew Luck. This guy is just, for me personally, I think he was hired very young. Uh, I think he's a guy at a very young age, got a very big job. Reminds me of a uh, poor man's Lane Kiffin. A reason why I say that, don't quite have the success in college in the most jobs like Lane Kiffin. I actually think Lane Kiffin's a better uh, head coach than he is, but the way he likes to nitpick and, and, and plod and pride. Remember last year when uh, he, 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 uh, he snapped at Brady and Brady got in his face and snapped back at him in the Jets game last year towards the end of the season. This guy knows how to push buttons, but not the right kind of buttons. You know, he's not one of those, um, what should I say? Uh, he's not like a Bill Parcells kind of guy to push buttons. He's more like a uh, Lane Kiffin guy to push buttons. Remember uh, Nick Saban blowing up on Lane Kiffin on the sideline. Kind of reminds me of Brady blowing up on uh, Josh McDaniels. I think he's very overrated. Uh, the Giant fans, uh, Cleveland Brown fans, uh, Carolina fans, you guys can all do better than Josh McDaniels. Again, it's nothing personal against this guy. Just don't really see him at this time as a head coach in the NFL. Maybe a guy like him would be a better college uh, head coach. Maybe he could take over for the Patriots. He already has a good relationship with the owner, uh, with, with the GM and all that stuff after Belichick leaves. But if you're a Giant fan, I would not go after this. I know that they're talking about Matt Rule for the Giants, Carolina. Um, really wanted a guy like maybe Urban Meyer, maybe Dabo Swinney to interview for some of these uh, head coaching jobs. Lincoln Raleigh may be a little too young. I'm going to get to uh, this. Uh, maybe there's a stoppage. Maybe this Mike McCarthy is uh, uh, kind of a temporary stoppage in this insane youth movement with uh, the Rams fire Wade Phillips today. Now, that had been talked about for a couple of weeks. Again, uh, I don't think Josh McDaniel would be a good fit for Cleveland. New York, Carolina, or uh, any head coaching job for that matter, okay? Uh, let's see. But speaking of the youth movement, okay? I know I'm going to rapid fire here, guys. I just get gassed up. There's a lot of big news out today. Okay, the Rams fired defensive coordinator Wade Phillips. Defense ranked 17th last year, got to the Super Bowl, held the freaking Patriots to 13 points, uh, turned this defense uh, – to uh, from a mediocre defense you can run all over, you can throw all over, to a top five, top ten. Uh, kind of leveled off, had some injuries last year. I know they made the trade. They got Jalen Ramsey. Uh, some of those big personalities kind of got out of control, kind of doing their own thing. Dominic Sue, Brad Peters, the cornerback who now plays with the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Wade Phillips, here's my thing. Sean McVay is um, one of these young uh, head coaches. I think he's overrated. I've said that before. I think he, he he inherited a great situation with the Rams. Excellent talent coming together at the right time. Aaron Donald, 
you know, uh, uh, was it Todd Gurley? All those guys in their prime. Uh, the general manager there helped assemble a good offensive line over the last two years with uh, uh, who, who was it? Andrew Whitworth and those guys. And of course, Jared Goff, the work with him. His offense has been figured out as of late. Now they fire Wade Phillips, uh, thinking that Wade Phillips was the issue here. This guy has to make the right hire. He is a very young, non-confrontational head coach with a lot of big personalities, Brandon Cooks, all those guys on this team. My prediction was earlier this year when they got smoked by Baltimore in that Monday night game, I said, this is a sign of things to come with this guy. Uh, He's going to get ran over. He's going to get fired in three years. Next year is going to be one of those years. I would not be surprised if he does not get fired. He's using Wade Phillips as a scapegoat. What can he do? He has to hire. Don't try to go with a young wizard defensive coordinator. For me personally, uh, now Rob Marinelli, it looks like that he's going to end up leaving Dallas. Mike Nolan's going to take over there as defensive coordinator. Rob Marinelli is a very good. He's an older defensive coordinator. Uh, he's not as predictable as a guy like Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips is 72 years old, everybody. I get it. He's getting a little long in the tooth. Marinelli, as somebody who, who plays a lot of daily fantasy, break down a lot of weaknesses and strengths of teams around the league. Uh, my thing is, I think that um, that Dallas team, even though they didn't live up the par this past season defensively as much as I thought they would, in the past, I could never really find one way to beat them on a week-to-week basis, which means Marinelli is getting with his defensive uh, staff and personnel. He's making the proper adjustments. You can't just beat him with the run every week. There's not one particular uh, – you can't beat him with the number one receiver every week. Uh, you can't beat him with a tight end every week. There's not one particular position, unlike a lot of other teams, that you can beat with this team every single week. Rob Marinelli is a very good defense coordinator, terrible head coach, 0-16 with the Detroit Lions some years back before Jim Schwartz got picked up. But he's a good defense coordinator. If he tries to go too far out on the limb, uh, Sean McVay will be out before you know it. He's not confrontational. Again, uh, a lot of big personalities on that team under a lot of uh, long-term contract. Plus, you're playing in L.A., the, a, a fan base who doesn't really have a set loyalty to your team yet. They're very new to this team. It's a transient town. You're going to have a lot of your opposing teams, more fans for them in your stadium. That means you're going to have to have that much more coaching stability on your staff. Uh, keep an eye on the Rams situation there with Sean McVay. Okay. Uh, I didn't miss one of the games. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I did talk about Seattle, Philadelphia, Saints, Vikings. Very good coaching performance. Speaking of coaching, Mike Zimmer. He's the kind of guy that if he, for whatever available, Mike Zimmer, Ron Rivera, those are the kind of guys that you need as defensive if you are young, non-confrontational type of guy. Um, maybe, uh, but anyways, sorry, everybody. I had to, uh, had to get me another drink of water. I'm getting a little cotton mouth here. Saints-Vikings, like I said, going back to the actual games here. Uh, my take was 
31 passing, uh, 28 carries. That's the kind of game that you have to have to beat this Saints team, everybody. It, it uh, Now, remember, Davin Cook had a week off. That defense had a week off. Uh, still played pretty good against the Bears. Bears did go up there and beat them. But I thought this would be a close game. I thought maybe the fact that it is in New Orleans and you do have uh, Kirk Cousins, who is not a big playoff type of player, uh, you know, I think he would probably find a way to screw it up. Instead, it was Drew Brees, who looked like, obviously, this time last year in his last playoff, uh, playoff game where they lost, where uh, if he didn't find his first option, he could not elude the pass rush. He's getting slower. He's looking like a 40-year-old quarterback. Uh, really bad interception across the middle there. Uh, got sacked three times. That doesn't count the, the times that he had to throw the ball away. Uh, not as quick to get out. Remember, he had two great running backs here. Latavius Murray, Alvin Kamara was healthy. and had Jared Cook across the middle. Mike Thomas led the NFL in receptions. There's no reason... Uh, 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 person that this is not a Tom Brady situation. Brady just could not get it done. I know Minnesota has a good defense, better than average defense, but as of late, over the past few years, this defense has been figured out, particularly against the New Orleans Saints. My thing is, the Saints did not have a week off. Drew Brees is looking like a 40-year-old quarterback who did not have that bye week off like he did last year, and it showed on the field. So I know a lot of uh, people were talking about should this be Drew Brees' last year with the Saints. The way I see the games, I'm just calling it like I see it. I know I love guys like Drew Brees, their their passion and everything for the game. Same thing with people like Phillip Rivers. But these guys are showing that they cannot elude the pass rush. Look at the difference between a guy like them and a guy like, say, Josh Allen, uh, a Patrick Mahomes. Uh, obviously he's still a little rough to me, uh, a Lamar Jackson, but these guys can get out of the pass rush and they can make a good clean throw. Big difference here. So that was my biggest take is Breeze could not make that throw. And obviously Kirk Cousins did not screw that game up. That being said, I think this 49er team will be all over this Minnesota team, like a duck on the June bug come, um, I haven't wrote down those games yet, but if it if it's if it's under ten, take San Francisco on the points. I think they will be like a house of fire, especially if uh, D four comes back with uh, Nick Bosa and that bunch. That running game, I really like them. This was more of a pat on the back. Maybe this gets Mike Zimmer unstention with the Minnesota Vikings. That's what the take I get from this particular game. Okay. Uh, Tua, I didn't have this in my notes, but I, wanna, I will say this. Uh, I, I did read that uh, Tua, the Alabama quarterback, did go to New York, did get uh, some other opinions, some specialist opinions about what uh, what he should do. Uh, had his press conference today, said he's going to go towards the NFL draft. Here's my thing. If, if you're going to get rehab, why not get paid and do it? Uh, from everything I hear, by the way, the Detroit Lions, they have the number three pick in the NFL draft. A friend of mine's from Detroit, Freddie the Pizza Man. Uh, if it's me, uh, you know, Matt Stafford, good guy. I know he's had a lot of personal issues. 
had his personal injury. I think his wife's got cancer or something. That being said, uh, it'd be best for both worlds. Find a way, trade Matt Stafford, go out and get Tua with that third pick. If, if, and I believe that's going to be okay because he did go to New York. He did get a specialist opinion. I'm sure team doctors is going to look at this guy at the combine and at his pro day. I know he'll be at his pro day. He'd be in Tua. Uh, take the chance and draft this guy with a third pick overall. If you're a Detroit Lions fan, you have nothing to lose. I don't think he'll go over Joe Burles. And uh, I just don't think this other team, I don't know who's picking second this year. I want to say it's, uh, who is it? Not the Giants, but the, uh, I know Detroit is picking third. That really caught me off guard there. But either way, I, I, you know what? Like I said, if, if Tua, uh, if he passes, which it looks like he will, everything I've read, it looks like I hear six months, eight months. Assume it's it, it, he's not practicing till till September and misses four or five games in a regular season. Uh, you, you know, uh, the, from what I hear, this guy has, has excellent uh, precision passing. He's had. Good years ever every year that he's been with the Alabama team. Now he is a little frail. I can see that being a criticism, but he's dead bang record. You guys saw how he played in the LSU game, even with a bum ankle. Probably shouldn't have been playing in that other game afterwards. But I'll say this he's pinpoint accurate. He can get away. Probably needs to put on about 15 to 20 pounds. Same thing. Remember Lamar Jackson's criticism was the same thing. This guy's now in the divisional playoff game playing against Tennessee. I like Baltimore to win it. I think they're like eight-point favorites. But he put on about 15, 20 pounds of bulk. I think the same thing with Tua. Get the right coach around him, a running game. This guy with this game, uh, if you look at a guy like uh, Kyler Murray, he's way better prospect than Kyler Murray, in my opinion. Way better deep ball. Uh, much more accurate across the middle. Even if you got to wait a little while on him uh, with the hip injury, I know that's serious. But everything I understand, it's just not. It's, this is not a. This is not a Bo Jackson situation. So that is all I got for this evening. I know that is a mouthful. Again, keep an eye on Sean McVay. Going backwards through the notes, Jim Schwartz, Cleveland Brown fans, you can do better than Jim Schwartz. Reach out to Urban Meyer. Get a search firm. Uh, you have a lot of talent. Baker Mayfield, those receivers, those defensive linemen. If you pay the right money, you can get the right guy there in Cleveland. Um, and again, Mike McCarthy, I think, is a great play. Remember, Green Bay didn't have – I mean, you had Aaron Rodgers, one of the better quarterbacks of his generation, whatever you want to say. But again – what free agents did they get superstar-wise? They got a 34-year-old Charles Woodson that helped them get to the Super Bowl and win it in 2009, 2009-2010. Uh, Remember, 2010-2011, 15-1, only to lose to the eventual Super Bowl champs for the second time, uh, the New York Giants. So keep that in mind under Mike McCarthy. Uh, and remember, now Ted Thompson, the general manager of Green Bay, lost a lot of his assistants during that time, people like Red Jim McKenzie took a job with the Oakland Raiders. So their uh, drafting ability went down. So, uh, if you think about this Green Bay team, they just can't get people to go out there. Reggie White, 
That was a long time ago. That was in the 90s where Brett Favre talked him into it. How many other big free agents are you going to get to grow, go to Green Bay? So you don't know how good Mike McCarthy really is. Dallas, completely different story. Mark Cooper, you're going to get some big-name free agency. Plus, Dallas, they draft really well. So remember, Mike McCarthy, a lot of people poo-pooing this. I think they can go the distance there. To keep all that in mind, uh, I'm curious. Somebody said something about Tom Brady going there, playing with this team. I will let it be Mike McCarthy's decision with the staff there. If I'm Jerry Jones, I'm sure they already had this conversation. We're going to take your uh, opinion seriously when it comes to evaluating Dak Prescott. Okay? Just wanted to end that show here. A little bit of quick recap and what I was talking about this evening, guys. I really appreciate it. Looks like I've got a big viewer uh, ship tonight. Uh, I had a terrible day at work. Uh, some issues with, with, with pay and everything. And I want to appreciate you guys coming out and watching Sports Scope. I want to do this full time. We have uh, have a you know radio show, TV show, whatever. I've uh, been working at this for a while. Really appreciate it. If you like the show, please retweet it. Uh, please uh, like it on Facebook. Uh, you know, uh, share share the podcast. I mean, I'm on I'm on anywhere you want to be, please, uh, including Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, all that good stuff, everybody. I greatly appreciate your support. That is all I have for this evening. I'm over 40 minutes. I will be back Wednesday, this program, as of right now, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 11 p.m. Uh, Central Time. Uh, I will keep you updated on, on as the program grows. was one day a week. Then it became five, four, now three. Still trying to work out my regular schedule with my job, which I'm a carrier, drive 12 to 13 hours a day. And then I had to put this thing together two to three hours, uh, virtually getting no sleep on there. So have a good night, everybody. I will see you Wednesday here on Sports Scope.